Hey folks, welcome back to Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast. I'm Juliet, and I'm here as always with uh, with Madison. How are you doing today, Madison? Doing great. I'm a little further from my normal coast than I usually am. It's going to be kind of a casual episode. I'm here in our parents' basement. You know, I know that we get sort of like, there's like a, a kind of energy that happens when either of us is literally on our respective coast. Uh, I think it's something to do with like, ley lines or something but i think we'll be okay this one time but uh you never know this this could this could end up terrible yeah we don't have that ocean energy so we're gonna have to really work at it so it has been uh, a little while since we recorded an episode of the show and uh we are uh we, we are we are on the cusp of sort of the the second round of worlds basically uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1, today uh, we're going to be discussing the Agrabah world, uh, the the level that is inspired by the Disney movie Aladdin. This is this is a very, very big movie of the Disney Renaissance. This is probably the most sort of like what would have been the most beloved movie, I would say, that's shown up in Kingdom Hearts so far. That's right, because Lion King didn't make it until the second game. No, Lion King didn't make it. All we have is the awesome story of how Simba was too strong to die, <laughs> so he became a summon uh, gem in this game. So that's the only... So yeah, uh, we will see the Beast later on. Uh, we will, of course, go to Atlantica, a uh, full Little Mermaid uh, level a little bit later. But as far as it goes... Uh, this is really kind of one of the the most uh, the most sort of significant Disney movies that that has shown up in the game so far. This was this was definitely a movie that I loved uh, when I was when I was a kid. I came out at, it, it came out at like exactly the right age for me to be like super, super into it. And, you know, it had uh, sort of. Some some very unusual things about it for a Disney movie of its time, uh, particularly the Robin Williams genie, which, you know, there's loads of people have, have talked about this. But that character and kind of just creating this character for Robin Williams and letting him just sort of go with it, bring in all these sort of like pop culture references and this really kind of madcap you know, comedy energy was very different from anything that had been done in a Disney movie before. And it kind of uh, set the stage for them to do a lot more of that in the future. So uh, what, do you, what do you think of Aladdin? Oh, I like Aladdin so much. That's a, I, It's been a while since I've actually seen it. I believe the mm. last time I actually watched Aladdin was Christmas Eve 2011. That's a long time. Goodness. It, it, now that I think about it, that's eight years ago. Yeah, but that's, that's I've a listened while. to the soundtrack a lot since then. Yeah, the soundtrack is great. This was, I, I believe, am I correct? This was like the last movie that uh, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman uh, actually collaborated on the soundtrack for before um, Ashman died, I believe. And uh, this this is, you know, uh, it is a great, just absolutely classic Disney soundtrack. I think that every song on it is justifiably very famous and and beloved. Uh, and yeah, um, you know, interesting. Uh, they actually added a new song to this when they did the live action movie of it earlier this year. Is that uh, so? How did that stand up against the other classic songs? 
it's kind of weird. I mean, I think that Alan Menken worked on that song, but it was actually done by like different people. And it really doesn't sound anything like the other songs from from Aladdin. It's it's OK. It's a, like a Jasmine solo song, uh, basically just to give her a song that isn't isn't, you know, shared with other people. Well, that's so, a good idea. It's it's fine. It works fine in the movie, but it's it's not really. Yeah, I don't really remember what it sounds like now, honestly. Uh, I do remember over the end credits of the live action Aladdin, the credits start up and the first thing you hear is like DJ Khaled, another one, Aladdin. Oh, no. You know, and then it goes into like like kind of a rap version, uh, like Will Smith doing like a rap version of of Friend Like Me, which is. Okay, at least they did let him rap in the movie. They did let him rap. He's pretty good in the movie, actually. That's good. He's not bad. I think, no, like, like he's he's fine in the movie. Um, He looks weird when he's blue and CG, but he's not really like that most of the time. So that's okay. He's good. Uh, The the actors who play Aladdin and Jasmine are both good. The the real issue with that movie is that Jafar is terrible. Oh no, um, he's that's like, a big yeah, problem because Jafar's a big part of the movie. I want to say a bi- he's a big part of the movie, and he's just the actor who plays him has like no charisma. Like oh, no. it's it's not great. Yeah, that that does that does I guess lead us back to uh, to talking about this world in Kingdom Hearts where Jafar is very present in this. Yes, in contrast to the movie, Jafar may be the most charismatic Kingdom Hearts character. He's at least the only one whose face moves. He It moves a lot. They did a good job of animating his face. They didn't really try a whole lot with Aladdin or Jasmine. Um, Jasmine actually doesn't even get a lot of voiced dialogue. For whatever reason, several of the scenes that involve Jasmine, but not all of them, uh, are are the kind of like, you know, text boxes in word balloons version of a Kingdom Hearts cinematic. And I'm not really sure what that's about. I think she mostly gasps and says Aladdin. Yeah, maybe they actually didn't get... Did they only have voice samples from the movie to work with? That might be possible, actually, now that now that you mention it. Uh, they do very clearly have the actor who played Aladdin in the movie uh, and, and did his voice uh, reprising it. And uh, they definitely do not have Robin Williams doing the genie. No, indeed not. They do have Dan Castanoletta, uh, who most people probably know as Homer from The Simpsons, who did the genie's voice in a lot of uh, side material. I think like the Aladdin cartoon TV cartoon and uh, one of the sequels, the direct video sequels. He did the voice. Robin Williams had a pretty bad falling out with Disney right after the 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 production of Aladdin was finished. Um, he kind of asked them not to use his name uh, to like kind of promote the movie because he just sort of, you know, wanted wanted the voice to be like kind of its own thing. And they promoted the hell out of the movie with the presence of Robin Williams. Of and course, he, he did not appreciate that. So he didn't come back for it took a lot of convincing for him to do any more Aladdin stuff afterwards. And he didn't really like doing a lot of like the merchandising. So uh, Dan Castellana does an OK job with the genie, but it's it's not really you know, 
Uh, it's it's not what you want it to be, I would say. He's uh, fine. I, I think the problem is that they try to have him do a lot of the Robin Williams patter. And that's a very particular thing that like it's uh, it, it's very hard for to have a comedian uh, that has like a very a very specific shtick that you're trying to replicate. Um, and like Dan Castellaneta does a, does a fine job with it, but you know, it's just not the same thing. It's not great to have to do a, an, uh, impersonation of someone else. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I de- they definitely do have Gilbert Gottfried in here though. Oh, for uh, Gilbert sure. Gottfried, I think will do anything if you pay him like a little bit of money. Bless him. Bless him. And he's he has done so much Iago voice work. He did the voice in sequels. He did the voice on the TV show. He did the voice in the the really badly conceived uh, uh, new version of the Enchanted Tiki Room at Disney World uh, that existed in the 90s where they like had like the famous birds. They had Iago and Zazu as the new hosts of the room. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's real bad. Uh, <laughs> it burned down and they just replaced it with the old version because nobody wanted that <laughs> thing back. That's literally that's literally what happened. That's why the old version of the Enchanted Tiki Room is back now. Uh, what a fortuitous batch of arson. Yeah, right? And no one will ever know who <laughs> caused it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, how did you like the Kingdom Hearts world? It's pretty good. Um, you know, I think that it, it, it it's it's sort of weird in in a few different ways. But I think that actually as like a video game level uh, that that is that is doing like an homage to the movie, it's pretty good. And it's it's I, I think. You know, I think that there's a bit of awkwardness in this because they're trying to condense down, as Kingdom Hearts often does, they're trying to condense down like major plot points from the movie into, uh, you know, like like about an hour's worth of a video game level that also gives you time to like explore and for, you know, Sora and and his his boys to do stuff. And it's, um, you know, they actually do a better job with this than I kind of remembered from 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 when I played this originally, because I kind of remembered this just being like a very awkward part of the game when I played it, um, you know, back in the day. That's better than I can say, because I have no memories of there being any Aladdin world in this game. Yeah, I remember we were talking about it and you were like, doesn't the doesn't the Aladdin world only show up in Kingdom Hearts 2? And I was like, nah, there's one in this game. There is one in, in this game. So, you know, they try to do a few things. They try to give you a few different places to go that are kind of iconic from the movie. Uh, you know, you get the Agrabah markets, you get Aladdin's weird house hovel. <laughs> they call it Aladdin's house. The uh, abandoned attic he's squatting in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you get the Cave of Wonders, which you do get to you get to fight the Cave of Wonders, which is weird. Uh, like the big like stone lion head. Ah, uh, yes. The tiger head. That's the Cave of Wonders. My first crush. Oh, that's cool. It doesn't talk in this game, though. What a ripoff. I know. I know. And like, so like, okay, I, I guess we're going kind of out of sequence here. But when you get to the Cave of Wonders, it is like possessed by the darkness and you get this amazing text prompt <laughs> that is like 
the tiger's head is possessed is 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 overcome by the heartless or something like that it's overcome by the heartless crush the power of darkness <laughs> um what like <laughs> it's very strange there's no none of the characters have a dialogue reaction to this uh appearing or being corrupted yeah no so like you fight it and it's honestly that fight is awful like that is probably the worst boss fight in the game so far i would say it's not uh, great the cave of wonders has its flaming eyes which represent i suppose the um, powers of evil and it spits up a bunch of heartless every now and then you have to wait until it buries its face in the sand and, I, I don't know, digs around in there so you can jump up and hit it in the eye. You can also kind of climb up its back, which is awkward to the point where, like, I don't know if they even intended for you to be able to do that, but you definitely can. I wasn't able to pull that off. I was able to jump on top of it while it was down and then be lifted up. Yeah, I think that's definitely what you're supposed to do. And, like... And like there, you know, once you're up there, you kind of just need to like wail on the eyes until they each have their own health bar and you just have to like hit them a bunch. Uh, and then if you get knocked off, you have to get back up there. It's boring and it takes a long time and it's very hard to like see when you're about to get hit by something when you're up there because of the way the camera moves. So that's weird um and then of course there's the cave of wonders itself which is pretty good it's it's almost like a little bit like a zelda dungeon which is not a thing this game has done elsewhere but it's kind of uh, a few big sort of galleries basically that you have a a pit off to the side and uh you have to make your way through and there's there's a few different places where uh things will kind of knock you off into the pit and there's actually kind of another level down there where which is is kind of this like watery cave area where you have to do some things to open up open up uh the way forward up above. So like that's pretty clever. I don't know that it looks much like the Cave of Wonders from the movie, which is a little bit of a disappointment, but uh yeah, you know, I like this level pretty well actually. I do think that it does some weird things to the Aladdin story and trying to fit it into this format. Uh, in particular, Aladdin doesn't actually get like any of his wishes like at all. Like he doesn't even <laughs> wish he doesn't get like they talk about him wishing to become uh, a, a prince so that that Jasmine will be, you know, uh, able to date him he proposes the wish but then does not actually wish it yeah he does not actually wish it and um also i guess the genie doesn't have that that uh Th that um ban from her killing anyone yeah because that's definitely just like aladdin's first wish is like hey kill these heartless that are trying to attack my new friends well they're not Pe people he also says get rid of these guys i believe oh, yeah, maybe the genie just put him somewhere else maybe the genie just put him somewhere else but jafar definitely wishes for crush them and he and the genie doesn't try that hard but he is trying like that's clearly within his his scope of abilities so i'd say most most, if not all, of the logic and causality in the Aladdin movie was thrown to the wayside in this adaptation of it. Yeah, no, it's not good as like this should never be the version of Aladdin that that you enjoy as a person <laughs> who enjoys Aladdin. No, but it is it is OK as a level in this game. Um, And, you know, uh, 
it's I don't know, like there's it's interesting, actually, because there's a few things that every sort of level in Kingdom Hearts has has somewhat in common that are not problems for me in, in some of them, but are in this one. Like, it's really weirdly conspicuous how empty Agrabah is. Yes. Every time we see it in the movie, it's a very bustling place and there are no people. But there are literally, yeah, there's no people in this game, uh, in, in this world, aside from Aladdin, Jasmine, and Jafar, I gotta say, Jasmine looks so funny hiding behind things in the couple of scenes you find her. I know, it's so good. Like, she's like, and like, she is effectively hiding too, because like, Jafar can't see her. Somehow, Jafar and Maleficent are standing there like, gosh, where did Jasmine get off to? We just can't find her. And then the camera angle changes and she's basically standing right behind them. Yeah, right. She's on like the other side of like a market stall that you can see all the way through (laughs) to see her. Yes. It's very funny funny but she looks hilarious there and also whenever aladdin is like gesticulating he looks hilarious too because his arms look super strange (laughs) i don't know why maybe it's because he doesn't have he's like got more skin showing but like he looks weirder than like tarzan did and tarzan actually had less clothes but like aladdin's arms look weird and kind of puppety in a way that i'm not really sure what happened there so yeah, the Aladdin model is not great, honestly, uh, which is weird because the genie and Jafar models look very good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, basically, the way this thing goes, uh, the way this 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 world goes is we actually start with a scene of Maleficent and Jafar talking about the whole uh, kind of overarching plot of the seven princesses of which Jasmine is one and uh, the the need to have them to open the keyhole. So Jafar has got his uh, his his heartless minions uh, out looking for Jasmine and uh, Sora, Donald and Goofy just kind of wander into Agrabah and are just like fighting heartless when it cuts into them. So I. Uh, you you kind of wander through Agrabah, which there's actually some kind of like puzzly elements in Agrabah itself where you have to kind of the Agrabah's got like um, a little bit of verticality to it. So you kind of have to jump up, go around through a various uh, various sort of basically rooms in Agrabah. Agrabah feels really claustrophobic. I gotta say, I had a big problem with the camera in this level. It seems like it was not really... It did not do well with the the walls and narrow alleys no, when you have to no. kind of turn it around. You really have to fight it to get it to move anywhere around the walls. Yeah, it's rough. Like the camera really is not uh, a friend in this level for sure. Um, so you, you make your way through Agrabah. You go to Aladdin's house and just randomly free the carpet, which I'm not really sure why the carpet is there because Aladdin hasn't actually like been to the Cave of Wonders yet. Well, he must have been to the Cave of Wonders if he has the genie with him. Oh, that's right. You're right. Um, yeah, that, I'm sorry. I got that kind of turned around. But you do meet him later in the desert. I don't know. He, You meet him. You ask him what he's up to. He says, oh, the usual hunting treasure. Yeah, which like that's not what that guy's up to. I don't I mean, think I guess, so, Aladdin. I mean, I guess if we're going by like like old school uh, Final Fantasy rules, like where in like Final Fantasy VI, uh, the thief character Locke uh, continually insists he's a treasure hunter and not a thief. 
uh a new branding for aladdin it's a new branding yeah he's trying to he's trying to to improve his image a little bit so back in agrabah you you ran into jasmine you save her from some heartless and she's like oh yeah the 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 vizier jafar he took over the kingdom and he's looking for me uh i wish that this cool guy aladdin that i know was here i think he's out in the desert and (laughs) and then jafar appears yeah and has overheard this and says oh aladdin that's who helped you all get him so you go to the desert to help aladdin and you find aladdin uh, I guess where the Cape of Wonders usually is, uh, kind of uh, uh, drowning in quicksand. And you have to save him from some heartless. And then he rubs the lamp. The genie comes out. He uses his first wish to have the genie take care of these guys. Right. Uh, and then you get a little bit of patter. You get basically like a, an explanation of what happens in the first 30 minutes of aladdin essentially uh where aladdin went to the cave of wonders he found the lamp uh he wants to use the lamp's powers to uh become a prince so he can be with jasmine uh but jasmine's in trouble so you have to go back to agrabah to save her aladdin tells you all this and then once he's done sora says oh that's right jasmine's in trouble (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah that is one of my favorite like stupid sora moments in this like oh that's right we were supposed to tell you (laughs) yeah um so you ride the carpet back to agrabah and this is actually where the whole discussion about like the genie's enslavement happens and aladdin promises to free the genie once he's made his first two wishes so you get back to Agrabah and I'm a little fuzzy on actually what happens here, but Jasmine ends up in a pot that's in the middle of a big centipede thing. I believe that you find Jasmine having been captured by Jafar. Aladdin wishes for the genie to save Jasmine. The genie picks her up, but then Jafar zaps him and he drops her into a pot, which then turns out to be one of those cool mimics. Yeah, that's right. And there's kind of a mimic train that you have to fight, uh, which this is another boss fight. And it's an okay one. Uh, You have to kind of follow it as it sort of skitters around various parts of Agrabah. And you basically just have to, to take it apart piece by piece by whacking at it. Then at that point, Jasmine does not get out. She she is still captured by Jafar. Uh, And is this also the point at which Jafar steals the lamp? Oh, that's right. The genie drops Jasmine because Iago steals the lamp. Okay. Right right at that moment, yes. So now you are without the genie and without Jasmine. So you go back to the desert to go to the Cave of Wonders because that is where the genie told you the keyhole was, which is uh, ultimately what Jafar is like goal is here so you go into the cave of wonders and do some sort of light dungeoneering here uh going around doing uh, you know going uh up and down doing the various puzzles uh there's a couple of places where you can have abu run uh, rub uh one of those big enticing looking jewels from the movie which helps you in this game which again is not really what it meant in the movie where I think it tried to drown Aladdin and Abu in gold. Yeah, molten gold. That was really... It was a bad, bad time, yeah. 
Um, once you get through to the uh, kind of end of the dungeon area here, uh, there's another scene actually where uh, Jafar is talking to Maleficent and she's like, hey, you're you're not doing a great job with this. This isn't going that well. And he's like, ah, whatever, I got this. And you get in there. He wishes for the genie to destroy you, which triggers a boss fight with Jafar. And this is a, a reasonable, I feel like a reasonably difficult fight. It's OK. It's not it's it's sort of annoying in places because Jafar kind of hovers around this big arena room and he's he's only uh, it's only possible to hit him. Uh, sometimes when he kind of lands on these these platforms around the room. I I did have to do this fight basically on my own because Aladdin was tanking the genie the whole time and Donald ran out of MP and I guess succumbed to despair and just kind of stood in the middle of the room because Great. he could not get to Jafar to hit him and restore any of his MP and I did not equip any ethers to anyone. Good job, Donald. <laughs> Now, I do want to say earlier in the level, Donald did heal me once when I needed it. That's pretty good. That's better than Donald usually manages. It is. So, so let it not be said. I've never thanked Donald. But the uh, the boss fight is pretty cool. Jafar kind of hovers around in like a glowing bubble sometimes. I, I guess when he's in incanting, he's casting a spell. And yeah. uh, he casts some spells on you, which kind of seem like the spells you use as well, which is a neat touch. It is a neat touch. And it's actually a fun thing because uh, once you beat him, uh, that this is when you get uh, Blizzard upgraded to Blizzara. Yes. So it is like, hey, he was using a more powerful version of that spell. So I learned how to use it. So yeah, that's kind of a neat thing. At this point, Jafar makes his big wish. Uh, so Jafar's used a, a couple of his wishes already. He's wished for the genie to reveal the keyhole to him, and he has wished for the genie to crush them, uh, them <laughs> being you. And uh, now he uses his third wish completely unprompted. Nobody had to kind of like suggest this to him here. Yes, in the movie, he was tricked into wishing to become a genie. Yeah, because uh, in the movie, the genie, they make the point that the genie's power is not his own and he can only use it in the service of others. So this is actually how they beat Jafar in the movie. But here it just makes Jafar really powerful. It also, I guess, makes Iago really powerful because he sure took a lot of hits to get that lamp away from him. He's flying around with the lamp. Yeah, so the way this boss fight, th this, there's another boss fight here. And the way this second Jafar boss fight works is... You're in a big room that is kind of has platforms that are kind of moving up and down. And Jafar is invincible. Uh, he's throwing kind of big meteors at you. And Iago is flying around the room. And the thing you're actually supposed to attack here is Iago to, I guess, get the lamp back from him. But uh, this, I, I thought this was a much easier fight than the 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 unpowered Jafar fight. Yes, Jafar is kind of like you're walking around on some platforms that go up and down and Jafar is out in a pool of lava that surrounds this island of platforms. And the fight did become a lot less intimidating when I realized I could not fall into the lava. There are invisible walls all around the platform. Right, so really all you have to do is dodge Jafar's uh, attacks and they're really slow and easy to dodge. So. Yes. So, yeah, uh, this is a pretty easy one. Once you beat Jafar, 
uh, you go back up to check on Jasmine and oh man, she is gone. Who took her? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to do what the game does here uh, because the game does the thing where you see Jasmine like kind of look over and be really surprised and you're looking from like a point of view angle of somebody. So you don't know who took her. But then you do, because like two minutes later, they show Riku talking to Maleficent. And he's like, hey, I brought you that princess you wanted. Um, so uh, credit to Riku. He is pretty skeptical of uh, of Maleficent, but he's still working for her. He's still doing what she asks uh, because Maleficent has told him that he'll get to uh get to be reunited with his friends if he or i guess just with Kyrie at this point now is this one of the scenes that was added in the remaster no i actually remember this scene from the original game i think all the remaster scenes in this are not do not have voiced dialogue okay so you know i think that that's a good way to be able to tell them apart but this is kind of cool because it's it, maleficent shows riku uh, kind of an image of Kyrie, and he's like, you can go to her now. Your ship is waiting. And it turns out the ship is Captain Hook's pirate ship. Uh, and Captain Hook is in the scene, too. And he's like, yeah, this is going to suck, but, you know, I'm going to do it. Riku does not like any of this, and especially not when Maleficent comes up, strokes his face and tells him that he is like her son. Yeah, he is not into this. He's not he's not happy about it. Um, but I like this stuff. I like, you know, this kind of uh, like seeing the the Disney villains kind of interacting with each other and seeing Maleficent kind of trying to play Riku, even though she's not very successful at it. Uh, you know, she she's not convincing. She's a very intimidating, very obviously evil person. But yeah, I think this stuff is cool. Like these are actually like my favorite. These scenes with Maleficent are actually my favorite scenes in this part of the game. She's very good. Yeah. She, you, I mean, you know, we, we're like giving her crap for being so obviously evil, but it's working, isn't it? Riku did what she said. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if Riku likes her, if he keeps doing what she wants him to. So, uh, you know, that's that's great. So the final scene of this uh, this level is we cut back to Aladdin's house and Aladdin's sad and he is like, all right, I'm going to go with you guys to save Jasmine, which is an interesting idea. And like, I think this is this is a, a strange place where the game is kind of like butting up against probably what the Disney company was willing to allow them to do. Because I'm guessing that one of the big things Disney said to them was you can't have like the Disney worlds interact with each other uh. more than, like a certain extent. So there's a there's a reasonable, you know, idea here, which is that Aladdin could become like a new permanent party member in this game. But uh, Sora the and the like, gang shoot him down. Yeah, they're like, no, we can't do that. Uh, that would be bad. So instead, he uses his last wish to free the genie. And then he asks the genie as a favor to go with Sora, Donald and Goofy uh, to help find Jasmine. 
And uh, there's a bit that I think doesn't play that well, but that could have been kind of charming where the genie's like, I'm done taking orders. But as a friend, I could do a favor. So I thought it was a pretty go, good moment moment. It's it's pretty it's a pretty good moment. Um, you know, it's 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 fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's how you get the genie summon for the rest of the game, uh, which is a good one. That's yeah, one of the ones I've used the most for sure. Uh, so that pretty much wraps up what happens in this part of the game. I don't know. I think this is pretty good. Uh, oh, one thing we forgot to mention after you beat Jafar and uh, are are leaving, you do get a small playable version of the like flying carpet escape from the Cave of Wonders sequence from the movie. Ah, uh, yes. It's not very long. It would be it's it's kind of surprising. That's not more of like a full se- a full sequence in the game. But uh, it's it's pretty good, though. It's it's you know, it's pretty good. It's like kind of a rail type dodging like a running game yeah. almost yeah right yeah so you have a move uh, where you can do like a roll i i don't know what it does though i couldn't get it does is it a dodge but whatever it, it wasn't a very challenging sequence but it was kind of fun uh it's a lot better than the similar sequence in the super nintendo aladdin game where uh if you get hit by anything you just die oh no the level they kind of did the magic carpet dirty in this game, I think. I want to yeah. say it didn't really get a 3D model. No, that's true. It seems paper thin. Yeah, it's not great. But uh, it's it gets a few scenes. I do have one spooky question. Ooh, what? So... I don't know if you saw, if you experienced this, but there is a period of time where after you free the carpet, but before you return Aladdin to Agrabah, if you go into Aladdin's house, there's a little man there. What? I believe the the storyteller from the intro of Aladdin, he's there. He has a little shop. He has a little shop. He tells you we're barely scraping by and tries to sell you stuff. He sells you what? items. Yes. It, I went back later when Aladdin was there. The little man was not there. He scared the crap out of me, though. Well, he's obviously a ghost, <laughs> so he should scare you. <laughs> I did. I did buy a tent from him. This is really upsetting. I did not know about this. This other denizen <laughs> of Agrabah that is apparently still in this empty, <laughs> evacuated city. Yes. Uh, and uh I'm unsettled. I, I am very unsettled. By it, this. it was quite a Halloween surprise. Yeah. What a spooky treat. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know about it. Yeah. Thank you for for letting me know, because yikes. Watch out. Well, where are we heading next? So I believe we have a couple of options for where we're heading next, don't we? Yes, I believe we can head either to... Hallow Atlantica? No, yes, Atlantica or yeah. Halloween Town, but be way late on the way to Halloween Town. Mmm, okay. I would say let's take a jaunt to Atlantica next. Alright, sounds good. Alright. Some underwater adventures. Yep, under the sea. That's where we're gonna be the next time. 
on Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast. We do hope you guys will join us. Uh, this is uh, very fun to to be back to talking about the game. And I'm excited because we got some some real uh, awesome levels coming up here and really cool twists, turns in the game uh, story. And uh, yeah, uh, did you have any final thoughts on Aladdin before we wrap up here? I think my only final thought is I am going to be glad to get away from that battle music. That battle music is not one of my favorite ones, for sure. I was into it for about 15 seconds, but it's a little too repetitive. So I'm looking forward to the land of song and cheer known as Atlantica. I say that even though I do remember it is not the sing-along version from the second game. No, this is an actual level with combat and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm already gearing up for that, for, for that, uh, 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 what, what are the names of the eels? Uh, Flotsam and Jetsam. I'm already gearing up for that Flotsam and Jetsam boss fight. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. All right, get on your swimsuits. We're going. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast. Our intro and outro feature the song Trinity by T. Spiro on ocremix.org. To contact the show, send us an email at kingdomheartsc2c at gmail.com with the numeral 2. And follow us on Twitter at khcoast2coast, again the numeral 2. Remember to subscribe and join us again next time as we continue our adventure in Atlantica after a bit of an interruption. Oh,